Stedman History Podcast is back. Woo, 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 woo. Where have I been? It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a while. I've been slacking. I'm sorry. Christmas happened and it's now the 30th. That's totally, that's such a lie. It's the 29th. It's the 29th of December. It is 1935. We're about to move into 2021 and what a year it's been. I think for this episode i really want to talk about like lists you know as it gets to the end of the year you just start to write lists about things some of your favorite things what you loved what you watched what you listened to all that kind of stuff let's kick it off now i wanted to do my top 10 albums of 2020 and i think because you know like when you use apple music you forget what you've been listening to throughout the year and what you've added to your library and added to playlists and various different things so you've got songs coming all around the place and you're like what was i actually listening to because there was that random machine gun kelly and halsey song forget me too that i loved but did i like the whole album you know was i really into that and i was really into another halsey song at the beginning of this year the one where she talks about uh her age and turning 25 and everything and that kind of had like a real moment where she said how much she really enjoyed the wonder years and um the story so far and kind of having that like real kind of similar sort of like vocal energy and how they kind of scream and how they sort of push the really sort of push the words out and everything so i was into that song as well at the beginning of the year but then as the year's gone on i you know i've barely listened to that song and i'm just kind of remembering it now also I'm also remembering that the Wonder Years bought out the Burst and Decay 2 EP, which was like kind of a reimagining of all their songs in like an acoustic or kind of lo-fi sort of way. So it's very different to how their songs sound. And I'm just remembering that that came out this year. That has not made... That's actually... That's going to that's gonna be... That can be... Because I've got six here on my notes, six albums. So that can be album seven. As you can see, I'm very prepared. I've actually got a lot of notes today. I'm really prepared. I'm not even in the booth as I normally am. I'm actually back in Bristol in my childhood bedroom looking at this artwork that I did when I was part of a play called The Trial back at college. And I played uh, one of the characters and I painted using my head and it's on this like canvas that's just in the room. So that's there, you know, to add to the ambience to add to the the artist and there's lots of stacks of magazines lots of wrestling magazines that i've had over the years that have just kind of stayed there and just added to that moment and i've got my old mac that is um kind of at my feet at the moment i was using that earlier to send old songs to friends and revisit lots of old sloppy joe songs and the following announcement songs as well told matt james davis about a song that he'd completely forgotten that they'd even written so you know it has been a real kind of discovery day one of those sort of discovery days that you have as it comes towards the end of the year and you're moving towards the new year and i've been bumping into friends that i've not seen as well in ages so that's been really good in at seven so that yeah we've got the wonder years burst and decay two at six we have Hayley Williams' Petals for Armour. So that was Hayley Williams from Paramore's solo debut release. And as the year kicked off and I was uh, on a brilliant tour with Travelling Light Theatre Company doing a show called Igloo, I was listening to Simmer by Hayley Williams, which I loved. And I was just listening to that a lot around that time, really kind of enjoying that as the year's gone on. I've been loving uh, Pure Love that's also from the album. And yeah, it's just been a really good really good kind of 
year and yeah like the release as well was really interesting she bought them out as kind of three separate five eps so um that's been really good in at five is a release from i think it's the end of october which is Corey taylor cmft another solo another solo debut from uh, Corey taylor from the lead singer of slipknot and yeah, that's really different because there's a lot of songs on there. There's one song that's like a rap song that's got Tech 9 on there. And yeah, then the other songs kind of, I suppose, nothing sounds like Slipknot at all on that album. Um, kind of sounds, some of the songs sound a little bit like Stone Sour, I suppose. But yeah, not, not kind of anything. Black Eyes Blue, I was listening to quite a lot in the summer because I think that was released while I was working at Waitrose kind of doing that sort of thing so that was out um Highway 666 is like on a very sort of rock and roll almost sort of metal style song Samantha's gone the chorus for that is is amazing and then there's like some slower sort of songs and ends with a real kind of hardcore song called European Tour Bus Bathroom Song Woo! in at number four is the Code Orange album underneath which I have loved I think when I was at the beginning of the tour I think underneath came out which is the last song on the album and instead of before it it had less of this kind of real sort of uh, metal almost power violence style that we were used to from some of Code Orange's older albums including Forever that was nominated for a Grammy this kind of has more of like a 90s alt rock style sound so it's very different but that song kind of had that but then when it got into swallowing the rabbit hole and there's like a glitchy bit at the end where it's almost like the song kind of just stops and kind of cuts back in and you're like well i remember the first time listening to it being like what's going on here what's happening to my headphones my headphones all right are they are they okay is everything is everything as it seems and that's kind of the code orange style i remember telling my friend phil deering about it years ago and just being like code orange code orange code orange you need to listen to it i was listening to their well not their first time because they used to be code orange kids but one of the earlier Code Orange albums that I was really into when I was uh, back doing Pink Mist for the first time. And I was really, really just enjoying uh, I Am King and, and yeah, just songs like that that I was just really into and just being like, wow, this is really cool. And so I was telling everyone about Code Orange that I could, that I could reach. I remember that was back just after... Uh, it was a very strange day, actually. I met up with Phil. And we went to the Crown. And we were drinking, and then we went towards Mother's Ruin. And then there were just there was a band there, just doing some cover songs. And they suddenly started playing Slipknot, People Equal Shit, which kind of brings us back to uh, Corey Taylor. And so they were playing that. We went upstairs. I had this huge bag on, like almost like this kind of camping bag. I don't know why I was carrying that camping bag around at the time. Maybe I'd been to the gym after rehearsals. And anyway, they they were playing the song. I was screaming along in the audience. And they pass the mic out, and then next minute, before you know it, I'm there. I'm screaming all the songs, the whole song, the whole thing, randomly. And it was, yeah, it was really good. It was a really good moment. I don't know how we got onto that. Probably me talking about Code Orange. Maybe. Who knows? Up next, in at number three, we have Death Heaven, 10 Years Gone which was, I think I spoke about in one of the earlier podcasts that I did, and that is their live album. There was supposed to be kind of a live tour album, they were going to release that, and instead they brought out a live version where they went back into the studio and they recorded it as live, and it is incredible. Vertigo sounds amazing. The Pecan Tree, Dream House, which is one of my 
all-time favorite songs just the end of that just the emotion of that it's like a dream is it blissful i want to dream that moment hearing that at a gig seeing everyone scream it just it makes you just realize how amazing gigs are and how unlucky we've been this year and unfortunately due to the pandemic gigs have not been happening and yeah it's that's that's really sad that's um that's really sad hopefully gigs will come back next year hopefully we'll be able to to do gigs and you know and all, all that kind of uh all that sort of good stuff in at number two is lament from touche amore i actually saw touche amore in death heaven uh play last year together in camden it's probably one of the last few gigs i saw i've actually been to i've not been to any gigs this year in a number one i'll say a band i was gonna see but didn't actually see um but lament uh song come heroin which is amazing limelight which has got the guy from uh manchester orchestra i'll be your host amazing reminders um yeah the chorus of reminders uh which is it's just so good it's just a real kind of an amazing kind of thing that we almost kind of needed to hear this year and has like a really good video where everyone sent in loads of loads of videos of them with their pets and uh because the chorus is i need reminders of the love i have i need reminders good or bad i tilt my chin up in photographs a subtle way to reinvent the past and uh there's another bit the kind of the end bit that goes i talk myself out of myself when i'm overwhelmed is there a way to feel free without being someone else i mean that's just that's just it isn't it that just kind of encapsulates just everything and so much so much stuff that uh that yeah you just you just want to just want to latch on to and just really listen to and and in those moments where you're kind of feeling a little bit low you just want to just get involved just hear it and in at number one spanish love songs brave faces everyone and i remember hearing i think it was the song kick or losers and I think Kick is the one about like heroin and things like that, and like almost like a story. Um, and I was listening to that while I was uh, in rehearsals um, for the aforementioned Igloo tour, and walking along to Parkway Station is very cold uh, every morning, and just kind of really just sort of yeah, just walking along, listening to some songs, and that was one of the first kind of songs of the year. That, that really stuck out to me and I, I do remember I think I was walking to rehearsals the snow was coming down and I was feeling really happy but just the song their first song of the album Routine Pain I'm going to read you some of the lyrics from that on any given day I'm a six of ten bed to desk to bar eyes on the floor still apologizing for the way I've been each breath more full of shit than the one before yeah I know the negative consumes me and guess I'm all right let the guilt pass right through me well, my friends are taking dives off of cliffs and I'll just worry about the songs I'll never write. It don't matter. They won't hear me on the other side. So let me ruin my guts tonight. Just let me ruin my guts tonight. And I think as I got towards the station and this line came in, I can't take another summer in this place. Everyone in this bar is the same. Everywhere I look, it's just routine pain. I'm so sick of treading water. Am I going to be this down forever? Have you ever felt lower than everyone else? I'm feeling lower than anyone else because everyone's lower than everything else. I want to see how much lower I can go. And just that, I was like, wow, that's... Because I suppose a lot of songs, it's almost like picking people up 
and making them feel more positive. And that was almost like a, an acknowledgement of someone feeling low, but being like, I'm feeling lower than everyone else right now. I'm feeling so low. But as the album goes on, you kind of, there are lots of glimpses of, of, of positivity. And the album ends just with the line, brave faces, everyone brave faces everyone which i think at that time february it's like we were just kind of just doing our thing i was various different places on tour and having a great time and it was almost like a precursor almost like a a message for the year of brave faces everyone optimism as a radical life choice another one of their songs um and it's his voice the the singer's voice just kind of wavering it's just wavering on this like emotion of just feeling so like ah feeling so like desperate and grieve and 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 everything so that is the top 10 how many did we do i think i did seven top seven albums of 2020 now that's our first list but but we're not done yet because another one of the things that i love doing is going to the theater and there's been a less of that as well because obviously there has been less but still, I've managed to see 30 shows this year and I wanted to do the top 10 list, which I tweeted out at Alex Stedman. But I wanted to kind of speak about them and add a little bit more context to all of them and speak about about each one individually. Maybe not all of them individually. Some I'll just kind of I'll just gloss over a little bit. Actually, I'm going to do the top five. We're going to do the top five theatre list. In at five, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And this I saw the Tobacco Factory with Chris Hallett, which must have been the final week of February. We all sat there, crowded in. It was very hot. It was it was very warm. There was a lot of wine flowing. It was three and a half hours long, and right from the moment go the actors came in and they hit it and they punched it out of the park and it was intense. It felt like you were just kind of watching this marriage fall apart and all of these people just like ah, just these the two couples just kind of the older couple, George and Martha, just really just grabbing each other and just like tearing each other apart in this game they play right from the the opening line of what a dump and it was it was great and also that was like the last play I pretty much one of the last plays I saw before lockdown so that one kind of stuck in my head and I'd see Chris and we saw a couple of things at um at a festival in in the summer and we were still talking about that because that was the show. That was the one. That was the, are we going to go back? What's going to happen? That is the kind of the last sort of benchmark of shows. And then other shows started to happen as the summer went on. In at number four, Dick Whittington, the National Theatre. That was the show that I saw, booked it. As soon as we found out that London was moving into tier three, I booked it, went in, watched it. I wasn't I wasn't kind of sure what to expect. It'd been years since I'd seen a panto and I forgot how rude they are. Some of the jokes I was laughing at them for ages. Sat there just going, Oh my god, I can't believe they said that. I cannot believe they have said that. This is a kid show. Are they saying that? But they did. And it happened. And it was there. And it was great. And there was like the atmosphere was amazing as well. It was like you walk in and they're playing like jungle and garage and grime and hip hop and 
the show was was just like full of life and full of like energy and it had like a real kind of london centric kind of vibe to it but i think it really worked and there were so many great kind of jokes and jabs there was a gilbert o'sullivan um gilbert and sullivan kind of uh riff on all of the coronavirus rules and the forever forever changing things that the government have been doing and that was uh yeah by the uh dame dicky bow which was amazing i can't believe it just clicked that's probably gonna sound really horrible isn't it it's not gonna sound great in at number three jesus christ superstar the regent's park open air theater now i booked for the side seats which were the side lawn so i've sat you know just on the grass looking over the side seeing everyone that was the first big show back that i saw socially distanced everyone sat there in their masks it looking very small very empty and then the cast came on they came on with their masks on bought like two microphone stands wiped them down and then put their hands towards their mouth and pulled their masks down that were kind of those um like neck pieces pulled them down and started to sing and my god it was like this this is it we are back theater is back and it was sensational i was i was enthralled beginning to end the voices the guitars the drums it's like being at a gig it's like a stage concert but you didn't know you didn't know they weren't touching you just kind of didn't know and the movement the dancing everything phenomenal tyrone huntley incredible Number two, Passover at Kiln Theatre. I loved it. It was, it was just amazing. It was very similar to kind of Waiting for God. It was about two characters. They're there just waiting on a street corner and they're waiting to get out and get up off of the street corner and go somewhere else. And they're, as they're there, they're waiting, they're talking about life, they're, they're wrestling, they're messing around, talking about their dreams, what's going to happen. This, uh, this character comes along with, food for them and like brings them in food it's really nice and then he calls he says they need to call him master and they're like what what's going on and then he's like that's my name that's what i've been called he disappears the policeman arrives it's horrible they have these flashbacks the policeman pulls a gun it's it's so good it was just such such a good really really good play really powerful really really great show um and what the script afterwards as well kind of deals with loads of different things there's lots of kind of religious connotations and things like that and so you're just kind of wondering where's this set and when you look at the setting it's like it's set in various different points in history various different times in different places and it just says so much and the the kind of the end bit as well is that character that came in with actually i'm not going to say what how it ends because i am known of for giving um spoilers as my friend miranda has told me i do i do like to kind of spoil the ends of things but i'm not going to spoil it because you know it's on amazon prime spike lee's directed and produced well i think he's produced a version of it that was on in america and so that is available to watch i'm not going to spoil it i'm not going to ruin it because you need to watch it and then tell me what you think and i'm sure you're going to love it in at number one the big one the number one of my theater list of 2020 and it is drum roll crave at chichester festival theater sarah kane her writing it's it's phenomenal it was just she just says everything the, the play just had everything that you that you wanted to know and it made so much sense 
because when you read it and the way that the lines are split up you you don't know who's going to say what anyone can say anything it's kind of not written in like uh the characters i think are just listed as one to four and it's lots of kind of um different moments and you think are they connected are they not but they connected all of them and it was just to had love and hate and anger and pain and angst and sorrow it's yeah it was it was something really special and the way that it was staged as well they had four treadmills that were going at various different speeds and they were constantly walking and being dragged back and moving forward and then it span at one point and it was just really special like it was just it was just silent in there it was such such an amazing amazing atmosphere and that is my top five theatre list of 2020. I don't know if we've got time for any more lists. Because, you know, sometimes... I think... Do, you need, do we need any more lists? I mean, like, we know what the music I've listened to. and We know the theatre. I did have some books written down and some TV shows. But I feel at this point... I feel like we might need a little bit of music. And I've been uploading some, as I said earlier, some old Sloppy Joe songs. So let's have a little song. See how we feel after that. You know, this might be it. Some people might have tuned out by now. They might not be listening to anymore. They might be thinking, I'm done. I'm done. You know, you can always actually you can just press pause, can't you? Just come back later when you've finished doing your little walk or something or whatever. But let's have a song. Uh, this song is it's an old Sloppy Joe song. And this song is called What She Knows. Sometimes, kids, you just got to be punk as fuck. <laughs>
And we're back. Oh, yes. So that was one of the first Sloppy Joe songs that we wrote, went into the studio, recorded it 2007. If you want to hear any more of the history, go back to the episode I did before this called Credits Roll Up, and you can hear all about that. Also, we're going to do a very special episode, and I'm going to have someone on the episode, and that person is going to be Danny Watts, the drummer of Sloppy Joe, the following announcement, Travis Walton's and World's Best Dad. Because we're going to have him on, and we're going to talk all about Sloppy Joe. That's going to be coming up very, very soon. Not on this episode, because this episode, as I said earlier, might already be running a little bit long. People might be like, well, I don't want to listen to anything else he is saying. Without further ado, I'm going to do a very quick list of some of the amazing books I've enjoyed reading this year. They didn't necessarily come out this year. They're not on the Man Booker Prize or various different prizes such as that. But I enjoyed them, and I want to talk about them briefly. Kindred by Octavia E. Butler. Incredible. Set in the 1970s, a woman goes back. She's taken from from the 1970s back into the late 19th century, mid-19th century. She's taken back to the 19th century by this boy who keeps dying and brings her in to help him. He is the son of a slave owner, and she is a black woman in the 1970s, and so she's taken back, and he keeps calling for her but she's not able to kind of separate. She doesn't know how she's going to get back each time. And so sometimes she's there for a lot longer than she would like to be. And then she's back in the seventies and I loved it. I I don't even know how I heard about it, but uh, it's great. You should read it. Also looks very similar, like Antebellum, the new film that's coming out looks very similar to kind of that sort of thing. Anyway, on to the next thing. Queenie loved it. Great book. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the Hunger Games prequel. Loved it. Trust Exercise. Brilliant. My Brilliant Friend read that whole trilogy, that quad, quad, the four book series. I'm getting tired now. It's oh. Patsy. That's a great book about a woman that moves from Jamaica to New York to follow the woman that she loves. And when she gets there, she finds out that nothing is what it seems and it's very different. And she's left her daughter back in Jamaica and how's she going to survive? And she has all these flashbacks to what her life was like growing up. And as she tries to kind of make her way in America and you see how her daughter's growing up as well. The Nickel Boys loved it before the coffee gets cold. A lovely kind of people going to a cafe. They drink some coffee and then they can see someone that they've not seen before. They come into the cafe and then they're there with that person for a while. They get to speak to them. Real life, which is very kind of set in the the weekend or the week a couple of weeks after boy's dad dies and he goes out to see his friends and it's so good all those you should watch also loved industry uh on bbc uh life and us and running out of steam now if i'm honest if i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not running out of steam we could keep going well i am but you know that's a bit of a downer that's a bit of a that's not a brave faces everyone is it that's not a let's keep going optimism as a radical life choice pma positive mental attitude keep going life is great life is gonna be amazing i want to wish you all a happy new year i might do another one of these very very soon hopefully within the next week because i have enjoyed doing it and i hope you've enjoyed listening Oh, which song are we going to go out on, though? That's a question. That is a question because I want it to be a big one. I want it to be a Sloppy Joe song that you've never heard me play before. And I have played 
quite a bit. Oh my god. I forgot to talk about. I forgot to talk about the drill challenge that we had. Me and MC Lady Kiki. Thought, oh, that was that was a Christmas that was a Christmas special. So basically what happened was I wrote loads of I wrote like a, a rap about what I've been doing, where I've been working and things like that. And my friend Lakeisha was like, add it to a drill track. So I did. She was like, make a video. So I did. And then I did the 24 hour send out and I sent for her and I sent for Lauren. And Lakeisha came back with the verse and a video. And then I added another one. Lauren's laptop's not working, so she's not able to kind of get involved in the challenge at the moment, but she will. And then we went on and it's kind of received loads of love. I mean, it's very kind of Lakeisha's verse is is amazing. It's so, so, so good. And it puts me to shame because mine's just like, it's not good. You know, I, I've been trying to work out drill for a while, as I may have talked about. I'm trying to work out and get to grips with what the genre does and how it all works. But Lakeisha's nails it. She is amazing. And then we did a 90s song. And now I feel like that's kind of more my sort of forte, my sort of background. I feel that kind of slow vibe, that almost like college dropout, Kanye West, slow jams, Jodeci, Twister. I know then that those two, the Twister and Kanye West, not from the 90s. Don't come at me. Don't come at me in the comments. But I'm really, really into it. And that's sort of what we've been doing over over the Christmas, the Christmas break, just sending tracks back. We transfer has never had so much traction. Anyway, let's have a nice little, let's have a nice little, a nice little Sloppy Joe song. This one, this is an old favourite of uh, my future guest, Danny Watts. And this song is called The Groove. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> 